Hello and welcome to the No Walls Podcast. My name is Preston and I'm here once again with Taylor Otterbein. And uh, today, man, I want to talk about, um, lately I've been able to uh, lead some teams, like lead the creative team and things like that. And I, I was processing like some of the conversations that I've had lately. And, and a lot of the conversations that I'm noticing that I have whenever I'm leading people is really just helping them self-assess. Like I'm just kind of reflecting back to them what I'm seeing in them. And it kind of had me like processing like, like how, but how do I do that for me? You know what I mean? And so, um, do you have any, like, I was just gonna see if you had any tips, any tools, like how do you self-assess? Well, how do you find your blind spots? How do you know what's working? That's a great question. I think the first one is probably the one that I don't think we do very well is you have to know what you're assessing for. Mm. So we talk about purpose and stuff a lot, but I think it makes it really hard. Like, whether you're owning a business, starting a business, parenting, um, marriage, uh, career, anything you do, it's really hard to assess where you are in like your spectrum of growth if you don't know exactly what it is you're growing towards. Yeah. For what you're chasing for. It just kind of feels true. I think that's what's difficult is like we'll have a whole stretch of a year and it just feels like we're just firing all cylinders. Life is good. It's flowing. It's vibing. And if I were to ask you why it is, you wouldn't really have an answer. It just feels good. Yeah. The problem is, is when it stops feeling good, you don't know why it stopped. Like you don't know what it was that felt good about that or what you were chasing. You're just kind of living in the virtual tragedy or thing that curveball that comes, it kind of, it crumbles the system and I think that's why oftentimes we don't self-assess well because we don't actually have, like, a version of who we're chasing. Mm. Like, I think the most important thing in the world, and it can change. Like, so, like, I think for, like, the people who aren't so type A who want to be a little more creative, real free-flowy, free can get real stressed out when we start talking about, like, having a goal or mm. chasing some purpose or whatever. It's like that thing could shift. Yeah. Like, what I, what I want to be today when I'm... 55 looks different than the 18 year old version of me would have said of who I want to be when I was 55. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's okay that it changes. You just need to know what it is <laughs> and always be moving towards like that direction. The clearer the version of yourself you want to be is the easier it is to self-assess because now what I have is a filter that I can run me through. Yeah. I can assess like, am I getting closer to that target? So if I want to, be able to be good at life. That's too vague. Yeah. <laughs> What's that even freaking mean? Yeah. Like, what are you saying? If I want to be able to dunk a basketball, right? Closely, well, now I can start measuring some things because my vertical higher today than it was yesterday. Yeah. If it's not, why is that? What are some workouts I can do that train the muscles necessary to be able to get my white butt off the ground and hold a rim? Like, yeah. what does it need to be? And it's like, now I know what I'm looking for. And I think when people are asking, how do you be self-aware? I think the, one of the hardest things about that uh, is you don't know what you want to be. And so it can change all the time. People's opinions, perceptions, culture, life, voices all shift constantly what it is you're chasing. So I, I think I made it clear. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> I, I, was, I was curious. This is, I think, a question tied to self-awareness. Um, so like, I, I think I, I've thought that I was, I think every, like we're, I'm 
constantly becoming more self-aware, which is the hope, right? Is that you constantly have like ways to become more self-aware. And I think like right out of high school, I thought that I was like really self-aware. And what I found out is I've learned a lot about myself since high school. And there are a lot of like <clears throat> things like, like things that I thought about myself that were true back then that actually aren't true or that I thought weren't true that are true. From, and most of that is from having people around me um, that have just been like, Hey bro, like you, like, when this comes up, you just, you know, you react this way. I'm like, oh, I never noticed that before. You know, it's like another piece of data to kind of build the, build who I am for me, I guess. So I, I know who I am. Anyways, um, but my question was, I, I guess, kind of tied to that was like, when I'm trying to become more self-aware, I think one of the best ways that I've seen to do that is to have people in my life to point things out for me. But when do you do the whole, like, like, when do you trust what people are saying and when is it like, Oh no, no, no. Like people are wrong. Like I'm just who I'm, who I think I am. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Like how do you balance that out? <laughs> That's really, really good. <clears throat> I think it's hard. Um, because where you're starting at your level of trust with people is, is different. Right. <clears throat> I think when you have someone you really, really trust, um, and they keep giving you the same feedback, then one of two things is happening. They're right or they're wrong. Mm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> if they're right, then you need to make an adjustment. If they're wrong, then the question you need to figure out is why are they consistently giving you the same feedback? Yeah. Because yeah, if someone's like, hey, I don't know if you know this or not, bro, but you were like coming across like as a jerk to like everyone. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm a jerk. I feel like I'm really kind and yeah. really nice. Like... Okay, I, that's cool. I'm just letting you know, like, someone who loves you is paying attention to you. You are coming across as a jerk. Yeah. Whatever, that's not me. Okay, cool. So it could be one of two things. It really may not be me. They may just be wrong for any number of reasons. They may not be reading me right. Or they might be. If they're reading me right, then I need to make the pivot. Yeah. Because, all right, cool. Someone that I trust that loves me, believes in me, sees the thing in me that I don't see in me, and I need some help to make the adjustment, I'm going to listen. If my response to that, however, is they are wrong and they are missing it and they are absolutely misunderstanding all of my intentions and what I think I'm saying and why I'm saying it. Then the question I need to ask myself, why do they keep saying it? Yeah. Like, what's the motive? What's their intention? Why would they do that? And that tells me a lot. If I believe that that person has my <laughs> harm in mind, mm. I'm not going to them anymore. Yeah. You like I'm you're not gonna be in my circle. We're not gonna you're no longer allowed to give me feedback if my belief is is that you are working for my harm. However, if my belief is that they are invested in me and they love me, I might just be missing it. Yeah. I might be self protecting instead of self assessing. Mm. I may be trying to cover up truths that I don't want to be true so that I feel better about me. And I think that's the tension. So usually what winds up happening is in my experience, as someone who has a deep amount of trust issues and is way too confident in his own assessment of almost everything. When you have become a person that I would deem as trusted, that I believe loves me, wants my best at heart, it is very, very rare that their read on me is just wrong. Yeah. They know me well. They see me well. They, they, like, we do life together. So it's just, it would be so odd for my wife, Nicole, to tell me, hey, man, this week you have been off. Yeah. Why would she make that up? Right. Like, 
like what's the in, what's the reason behind that? If I believe she's making up, there's a whole list of other things we need to start having a new conversation on. Why do you believe that your person wants bad things for you? Right. And if they do, then like we, this is a whole new combo. Like we're <laughs> going a whole new tangent on like what do we do then? Yeah. But what happens far more often than not, we're self-protecting, not self-assessing. Someone's giving us feedback we don't like. And our response is, that's not me. Is it? Or are you starting to develop some patterns and habits that you don't love? And instead of being honest about the fact that none of us are perfect and we're all in process, I'm going to cover up my process so I don't have to do anything about it. Yeah. So what I would say to you in summary is, here's what you do. Someone gives you feedback you don't believe is true. Mm -hmm. Then you need to figure out the fact that they are either right or they are wrong. If they are right, change. If they're wrong, then figure out why they're wrong. Yeah. Because if they're wrong, they may not be someone you want feedback from anymore because they're not reading you right. They don't have your best at heart. But if they do have your best at heart, you might consider the fact that they, they probably aren't wrong. Yeah. I, I think one of the, uh, for me, one of the ones that was brought to my attention, like, that I had way wrong for, like, the, mo- the majority of my life is I thought that I was, like, a structured person. And, like, everyone has to be structured to some degree, right? Like, the, the way you get anything done is, like, structured. But, like, I thought, like, on the Myers-Briggs, I would have been a J before I really even knew what that meant. Um, and, like, after, like, like Fallon, my wife, had told me, like, a million times before we were married, like, you're not structured. Like, you're you're not structured at all, really. And I was always like, no, yes, I am. Because in my head, like, structured people were good, yeah. not structured people were bad. So I was like, no, I'm definitely, st- I'm a structured person. And then, like, after just, I even took the Myers-Briggs and I showed up as a P, which means that, like, like my self-assessment of myself was that I wasn't structured. Anyways, that was something that, like, it took, oh, like, being around here and, like, seeing actually structured people work compared to, like, the way that I like to do things it, for me to realize, like, I am not a structured person. I mean, that's, like, a really silly example. But, like, that was one, like, for sure that, like, initially I was like, Put on, but oh, Think yeah. about it, though. It has ramifications. If I spend yeah. my life chasing someone I'm not, mm. so I'm going to work. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to win. Like, I'm always going to be trying to make a round peg fit a square hole. I'm not built that way. And I think that's the problem. I think that's why self-assessment is so unbelievably complicated, complex, and we mess it up so often, is we're trying to be something we aren't. Mm. Someone else did a cool thing. We think our cool thing should look like their cool thing instead of figuring out what's our cool thing to do. Yeah. Or culture, life, family has taught us this is what it means to be you. And it's like, but... It isn't, though. Like, objectively, it's not. Like, I don't, that doesn't give me life. I don't want to have a, a calendar and a planner that walks me through every 30 minutes of my day. Right. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. That sounds like something that would suffocate me. I actually, right now, I have sweats thinking about that. It's <laughs> a terrible idea for me. However, if you don't self-assess and you aren't honest about you, then you're going to spend your life running everybody else's plays and never feel like you're winning, and you're not going to know why. Yeah. Because this is what success is. This is what it means to be great. And it has to look like this when it does it. You're unique. Yeah. You have an individual truth about you. There are some general practices that are true for everybody. If you are kind to people, far more often than not, they will be kind to you. There are truths that are true for everybody. When we start getting into self-assessing, what you are asking is, who am I right now? Mm. What is true about me? And how do I get that truth to be the thing I want to be true in five months, five years, 10 years, 15 years? That's what self-assessment is. It isn't, how do I make me look like somebody else? It's like, no, no, who do I want to be? Yeah. And how am I wired presently? Yeah. 
And I need to make those things work for my advantage so I've become the version of the person I want to be later. And far often what we are actually doing is assessing ourselves by other people's builds. Yeah. I can't dunk a basketball. I'm probably not going to be able to dunk a basketball. Maybe, just maybe I could, but I'm I'm 30. I'm not going to the NBA. That has passed me. So it'd be absurd for me to spend every waking moment of the day going to the gym to try to make the NBA. By the time I got fit enough to even be on a court, my 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 prime would have passed. <laughs> it's just not happening. Yeah. So it would be silly for me to be sitting here telling you, you know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be Michael Jordan. No, you're not, sir. Right. I love you, but yeah. you're not. Like you're just not. It's too late. That you you are a new thing now. Yeah. And I think the one of the free, most freeing things in the world is when you can say to yourself, "How am I actually built? Not how do I want to be built?" Mm. Yeah. What is actually true about me? Not what do I want to be true about me? Yeah. And when you can figure out where you honestly presently are, then you can get to who you want to be. Yeah. Because now I know what I'm building on. Now I know what I'm working from. And I think that's the heart of self-assessment is trying your best to get everybody else's voice out of your head, all the standards life has tried to give and throw at you, and just be really, really brutally honest about where you presently are. Right now, here's who I am. And when I can see that, then I can make the progress where I want. If I just keep lying to myself that I'm better than I am, then I actually can't make any real improvement. Yeah. Because I think I'm starting from a place I'm not starting from. Yeah. I think that's why, in my opinion, self-assessment's hard. I think it's why it's difficult. I think it's why we kind of run from it. Because most people see themselves with rose-colored glasses. Yeah. We we try to tell ourselves we're better than we are. Yeah. And we think that that's protecting, but it's actually hurting. Mm-hmm. The best thing in the world you could ever be is completely, brutally honest with who you presently are so that you can have hope yeah. for who you want to be next. Yeah. Cause now I know where I'm starting from. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It, it was actually really helpful for me to have that realization because I like at the time when I thought that I was really structured, I was listening to all these guys, like how they work and stuff. And then I was trying to like copy the way that they did it. And these guys were like, had these stupid routines. They'd give it like 4.30 in the morning and then by like 4.45 they would do this and then like by like 5 o'clock they would have this stuff done. And bro, I would try, like I had some mornings I tried to give it 4.30 to get stuff done and like it was just a waste <laughs> of my morning. Like I just could not lock in and so like for me to fix that specific one it was like setting artificial deadlines. So it was like I know I can get the thing I need to get done at any time but it has to be done by this time was like super beneficial for me. Yeah. I still procrastinate a lot. I get things done last minute, but at least I get them done when they, you know what I mean? And yeah. that way I can kind of, and this might not be the most helpful, but it's helpful for me in this season. Is like, if I can get things done when I feel inspired to do it and not like at 4.15 in the morning, whenever it's like at this specific time. And so, yeah, that's unique to you. Yeah. Because there's a whole other person that just got triggered like crazy listening <laughs> to how you live your life. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you function, bro? That sounds miserable. Yeah. And I think that's that that's the beauty, man. Like when <laughs> here's the truth, like or well, here's what I believe the truth is, is that <clears throat> we were all made different. I don't care how many personality tests you take. I don't care how if you're an Enneagram eight and you meet ten eights, yeah. None of you are the same person. Mm. There are unique idiosyncrasies of you that are different and unique to you. And you gotta find those because those really are the things that like <clears throat> 
are, 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 are the, the beautiful thing you can bring to the world. <clears throat> and when we stop, uh, <clears throat> when we stop trying to make ourselves versions of other people and fall in love with the me that I am, the beauty that God wants to get to the world through you can happen. Yeah. And it's just difficult. It's difficult because we see everybody else's best and highlight moments on their Facebook feeds or their Instagrams or where people only ever tell you the success stories about their life. Nobody ever just goes to coffee and is like, can I tell you like the five ways I suck this week? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no one does that. So all you ever hear is everybody's winning in life. They're dominating. They're killing it. They're they're 10x and they're up and to the right. Everything they do is fantastic. Then you look at your own life and it's like, I suck. It's like, no, yeah. you don't suck. You do not suck. They aren't as good as they're saying they are. They're also big time coping. Yeah. There's a million things that have you lived in your life you probably wouldn't want if you got to go home with them. It's not fair to do that. I, I saw this uh, as a meme. <laughs> It was don't compare your chapter one to everybody else's chapter 10. Yeah. There's a picture of Jeff Bezos in this goofy, raggedy room, and he had a spray-painted sign that said Amazon.com yeah, on it. I saw that. It looked ridiculously rinky-dink. Yeah. But it was like, that's the thing. Yeah. If you are honest that I'm actually, that's that's the stage I'm in. Yeah. I'm in the rinky-dink building with the old-school computer with a spray-paint sign that says Amazon.com. I'm starting something new. Yeah. Well, you can actually move somewhere different, but if that man would have tried to make Amazon look like everything else that it was supposed to be, we wouldn't have what we have today. Right. That's true about you in every possible way. Yeah. When you can free yourself of everybody else's perceptions or what they're saying life should be, and you start asking yourself, how am I built and what do I want my life to look like? That beautiful dream can start to happen. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. Do you have... um? Do you have an, an example of a time when someone pointed out a blind spot to you and it was hard for you to assess? But then, like, or like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Is it, do you have an example? Like of a that? million. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the, I think one of the first ones for me is like people would, so specifically, Jared, our lead pastor, would tell me, like, bro, you do not, you do not take feedback well. And I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> are you talking to this joker behind me? Because I'm I'm fantastic with feedback. And I'm like, no, you've lost your mind. Like, you don't take feedback. Well, it's like, I freaking take feedback well. Like, who are you like, yes, I do. I'm I'm like, it's all I want. I want to get better. Da da da. It's like So I said you don't take feedback twice to you. And your response was to get unbelievably defensive about it. And I remember being like, Yeah, you don't. Like you 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 get your feelings hurt, you you get defensive, you need to prove yourself. And like I just like so that was one of those moments for me. It was like, oh my gosh, I suck at this. Mm. Now today, I think I'm good. Yeah. I may still be bad, but <laughs> I think I'm good at it. I think I'm much better at taking feedback than I've ever been. But it's true. Like it's because like I have a need to prove myself to people. And because that's kind of a deep thing that I'm always working towards and working from and trying to heal, it gets in the way when people try to give me constructive feedback. Mm. But there was a very long portion of my life, especially when I first got to the Brick Church seven years ago, you couldn't tell me nothing. Mm. I was so sure I took feedback well. And every time you gave me feedback, my response would be to justify, explain, and tell you why you're wrong. Mm. <laughs> Which is, in fact, proving I don't take yeah. feedback well. <laughs> <laughs> there's a moment like that where it's like 
Jerry's just like being a jerk. Why is he being mean to me? It's like, what's my internal narrative? Yeah. And I'm faced with that same thing. It's like, okay, so either I'm right. Mm. If I'm right, I just, I need to leave this church because yeah. he's a terrible pastor. Yeah. Or I'm wrong. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, then why does he keep giving it to me? Or, 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 or sorry, I either, either he's wrong, I need to leave the church, or yeah. he's right, and I need to figure out why he's right. Yeah. And it's like, why would he keep telling me the same thing if it's not true? Because it's true. Yeah. Um, and so there's a million like that, but that's probably like the one that like immediately comes to mind because feedback is kind of what we do here. And yeah. it's like, I, I really felt like I was built for this place when I realized this place was going to help build me. Mm. <laughs> that's cool. But to be honest, like I didn't, I, I never, when you said that, that was shocking <laughs> to me that you were ever not going to take any feedback. So I feel like. <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, yeah, definitely, definitely good at it now. But, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, man, self-assessment is hard. And sometimes it's, it hurts. Oh, it hurts, bro. To realize that you're not good at something. Yeah, I remember. So I'll give you another one. It's a little bit, like, a little bit like more real. <clears throat> I remember, like, so I've married 10 years now, which is crazy. I remember early on in marriage, like, Nicole would always give me the same feedback. Like, your tone sucks. Like, you're so mean. Like, you're like. Like what you're saying might be right, but how you're saying it is just awful. And it's like, I just remember being like, you're such a soft cupcake. <laughs> like, get over it. I'm not. Like, I'm just telling you the truth. It's not that mean. Which, again, hence the feedback <laughs> issue. Because, <laughs> like, there's no way that's true. Because I remember one time I said something. I was talking to Cole. And I said something. And I remember after Nicole left, I was like, bro, that ain't it. <laughs> And I, I, it dawned on me. I realized, like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's she's right. Mm. Like, And it was just really hard because it's like, first off, you don't want that to be true. Like, you never want something like that to be true, that, like, you're, you're aggressive or mean or you don't communicate well. But if I'd have just kept lying to myself that it was, I wouldn't have the marriage I have today. Yeah. And while that truth was really, really hard to receive and really, really difficult, my marriage is so much better because I was able to self-assess and trust the voices that were around me. And I was able to do the work that it took to get better at that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a super hard truth. It's like, how do you how do you hear something like that? Well, at some point you decide there's a version of the man I want to be. And I can't get there if I'm not honest of where I'm at. Yeah. And when those difficult moments come, you have to be honest. I think that that's it. That's why self-assessment's scary. Yeah. Because here's the truth. I don't care where you're at. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been winning at life. If you sit down right now and you do a full self-assessment, there will be parts of you you don't love. Yeah. Absolutely. There are going to be things you don't like. There are going to be things that aren't as good as you'd like it to be. And that's going to be hard. But if you ever want to get to a place where those things are no longer true, you have to be able to see that they're true now. Yeah. And when you see that they're true now, you actually have the ability to heal, work, process, and change them. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. the power of self-assessment. Yeah, it is. That's good, man. Well, I think this is a good place to end this thing, man. Let's do it. I really appreciate talking with you today, man. Uh, love you guys like crazy. Thank you guys for listening. Love you, man. Love you.